Welcome to Tribes Podcast. Thank you for making this message a part of your week. If you're ever in Jackson Hole, we would love for you to visit our tribe family. We meet on Sundays at 5.30 at the Snow King Conference Center. And if you'd like to know more about us, you can find us online or on Facebook by searching tribejh.com. I'm so glad that y'all are here. And I want to share one verse uh, from the Bible with you tonight. Uh, you probably didn't bring your Bible because you're full of like, you know, hot chocolate and eggnog and everything. But uh, I'll put this verse up here on the screen. And it's from the book of 1 Peter. It's in the New Testament. And it's in 1 Peter chapter 1. And I'm going to read just one verse to you. And you can follow along on the screen here. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And the word says this. Celebrate with praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us extravagant mercy. For his fountain of mercy has given us new life. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I love that phrase, a living, energetic hope. Hope is a popular theme this time of year. People hope that they get that new pair of skis for Christmas. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. People hope that it snows a lot. People hope that they can get out into the backcountry or terrorize the village. People, people hope for, for all kinds of things. I hope the line at Starbucks is short. Um, I hope I get everything I want from Santa. I hope it snows for a ton over, over Christmas break. But, you know, we also hope for like, kind of like more serious things. Like, I hope my family can just keep it together over Christmas. I hope that I can stay sober over the holidays. I hope I can pay my mortgage in January. This time of year is really a big deal for hope. But you know what's funny is we talk about hope a lot. But what does hope really even mean? What's a, what is a working, functional definition of hope that we can all be on the same page on? Well, I looked up the definition of hope in the, in the dictionary. I mean, not a paper dictionary. Does anybody have those anymore? Like, come on. I mean, I just got online. And the definition of hope came up as this, to cherish or to have a desire with anticipation, to want something to happen or to want something to be true. And when I think of hope in kind of layman's terms, in, in, in a definition that I can wrap my brain around, I think of it as, as wanting a desired outcome or a phrase that maybe you've all heard before, wishful thinking. Wouldn't that be a good definition of, uh, of hope? Just wishful thinking. I remember when I was a kid, I was maybe, let's see, uh, Star Wars came out in 76, uh, so I was, um, I don't know, eight or, or nine years old. And the summer after, the Christmas after Star Wars came out, I really hoped Santa would bring me a real lightsaber. Now, not just like, like a plastic one, you know, that looks more like, you know, you're directing traffic with it at night or something. How about our parking lot team that helped everybody get parked? Out there in the cold, and man, they just did, they did so great. Thank you, guys. But I wanted, I wanted a real one, and I had to be very, like, like, clear to Santa. Santa, 
not a toy lightsaber, this all went in my Christmas. I'm hoping for a real, and I had to like underline it three times, real lightsaber. I wanted a green one like Luke Skywalker had. I didn't want no Darth Vader one. I didn't want Obi-Wan's. I wanted, I wanted Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. And then I, in my Christmas note to Santa, I went on to explain to him that I had already been given a BB gun the year before, and I hadn't shot my own eye out or anybody else's eye out. I was a responsible gun owner from a young age. Therefore, that qualified me to be responsible with the lightsaber. And man, I hoped for a lightsaber. I mean, I was just thinking about like being able to cut down a tree with one swap. I was even thinking I could cut a car in half. Now, I didn't tell Santa that those were some of the things going through my mind. Christmas came and went. I did not get a lightsaber, which, which the rest of planet Earth is glad that I didn't because I probably would have dropped it and it would just, you know, fall right through. And you ever thought about the science of it? Okay, anyways. But people have this, this they hold on to this idea of, of wishful thinking. And it's funny how the harder a person can hope for something doesn't in any way guarantee that it's going to happen or come to pass or have any kind of fulfillment. But did you know that Christians use the word hope too? But when a Christian uses the word hope, it means something completely different, even though it's the same word. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, Christians hope for things too. I hope for deep snow and short tram lines. I love all of those things too. But hope to a Christian is very different than anyone else in the world in their idea of hope. Because we know that hope is not a what, but a who. The ultimate source of hope for a Christian is based not on chance or on luck, but it's based upon a person. And that's why we're here tonight, is to celebrate and to remember and to invite that person Jesus of Nazareth. 2,000 years ago, God sent his son to planet Earth to give hope to not just Christians, but to all of mankind. And the hope that God sent came in the most unlikely form. You would think that if God was going to deliver something as big and tremendous and amazing as the hope of the entire world, that it would come with some sort of, you know, giant fanfare. You know, maybe, you know, like an angel would be like, you know, riding it in the sky, you know, over Bethlehem, or that he would be born in a palace or born in some sort of significance, or that he would be born after the invention of Twitter. One tweet, what up peeps, I'm here, and the whole world would know. I'm here and it's gonna be huge. No, not on Christmas, sorry. But hope came in the most unlikely form. It was wrapped as a present. It was disguised. And the most extraordinary event on planet Earth 
looked like one of the most ordinary things to ever happen, and that is of a baby being born. 2,000 years ago, God sent hope to planet Earth in the form of a baby. He was born in Bethlehem in, right at the dawn of the first century in a town where there were a, a small little hamlet. And the Bible records that, that Joseph and Mary went to the inn, but they found no room for them at the end. It's not like they, they went to the Marriott or something and went to check in. And I've always thought this. I don't know. I, sometimes my, my brain thinks interesting thoughts about when I read God's word and, and the stories, and I kind of like to, you know, maybe color outside the lines just a little bit. I'm a pastor and a preacher. I'm allowed to do that just a little bit. But isn't it funny that God had this plan to send salvation for all of mankind. He had planned it since before the foundations of the earth. It was the most significant event to ever unfold. And this is how I know that God was a man because he forgot to make reservations at the hotel <laughs> where Jesus was gonna be born. If you've ever wondered about the, the gender of God, that should, that should just settle it right there. Such an important event and he, did you make reservations? <sighs> well, thankfully there was room in the stable. And here is the most extraordinary gift given to mankind. And he was, after he was born, he was just laid in a feed trough in a musty, crowded, dingy stable with lots of traveling animals and, and farm animals. And it is the arrival of Jesus on planet Earth that anchors a Christian's hope. It's the event that defines hope for a person who has invited Jesus into their heart and made him the leader of their life. And because of Jesus arriving on planet Earth, Christians can have hope because Jesus is the fulfillment of their hope. They can have hope for forgiveness. They can have hope for a brand new life. They can have hope for freedom from bondage and addiction. It's not just like, well, I hope to be a better person in 2019. I hope to not make the same mistakes that, that I did in, in years past. That's not the kind of wishful thinking that I'm talking about. Because of Jesus, a Christian who anchors their hope in Jesus, it's not a matter of like just chance or luck or just wanting it really bad. We have a person, and he came to give every single person on planet Earth a new life. Not just, well, from this moment over, try not to mess up. But the Bible says that for anybody who invites Jesus into their heart and they get saved, the Bible says they literally become a new creation on the inside. The most important part of who a person is gets born again brand new. Now, if anybody in here has ever invited Jesus into their heart, and I know that many of you have, when you got saved, the next mirror that you went and looked at, you probably, I don't know, I'm always surprised at how handsome I look in the mirror. And <laughs> Sweetheart, it hurts me when you laugh like that. But nothing happens on the outside, right? You know, like a person gets saved, they look in the mirror, and they, they, still, they still look the same, it's not like angel, ring, angel wings, you know, like split your, 
blouse and out, you know, they come and you just float off, you know, and you've got a harp in your hand. That's not what it's like. But who a person most truly is on the inside gets born again. A brand new creation is born. And that's why Christians have hope. And they also have a confident hope that life will not end when their blood pump stops working. Who else can have that kind of, we can, people can have some wishful thinking about what this life is like after they die. But Christians have a confident assurance that gives them hope that life doesn't end whenever they die. And if you look at that, that verse, would you put that back up there for me, Christian? Hope is possible because of, there's a key word in here, because of his mercy. It says that, would you go back one, please? God has shown us his extravagant mercy, and that's what enables a Christian to have hope. Now, how, mercy, what is this idea of mercy? Mercy is not getting the punishment that we deserve, right? Have you ever, as a parent, have you ever, like, you know, you've laid out the expectations for your children. Children, I know that this is never, you've never done this to mom or dad, right? But mom and dad have given out the clear expectations of behavior and, you know, you, you cross the line, you messed up. And I remember uh, Lissy telling me this story that when her sister, Jen, was little and she would break one of the house rules and she was going to get a spanking, she would run around the house holding her biscuits and she would say, Daddy, Daddy, don't pink my bono, don't pink my bono. I guess you'd have to know Jen for that story to be really cute. And she's not here, so I can tell that. If you ever meet uh, Jen Nelson, you can just tell her, I know a story about you. But we beg for mercy. We don't want the punishment for having broken the law. But the Bible says that God is rich. He is extravagant in mercy. And we all, whether we know it or not, crying out for, for mercy from God. Because the truth is, every single one of us have broken God's laws. And here's how it works. God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He made this entire universe. He made electrons. He made gravity. He made tomatoes. He made rainbows. He made sunsets. He made powder. He made the Tetons. He made the, he made the ocean, the beaches. He made everything. And when he made everything, because he made everything, he also has the right to set the rules, right? When you make your own universe, then you can make any rules that you want. But you happen to be living in his universe, and we have to live under his rules. And he gave mankind just 10 simple rules. And most of us know, know many of them. Don't lie. Don't take something that doesn't belong to you. Don't envy something that belongs to someone else. Mm. and give your whole heart to God and to God alone. And God also established the penalty for, for the consequences for breaking any one of those rules. And he said, if you break any one of those rules, it's as if you broke all of them. And the consequences are death, eternal forever separation from God. But here is the good news, is that as we just read, he is extravagant in his mercy. And it was the great love of God. 
what his justice demanded, that sin be punished, his love supplied by being able to provide mercy for mankind. And the way that he was able to have love and mercy demonstrated to mankind without compromising his sense of justice is why we're in this room celebrating tonight. He sent his son, Jesus, who was fully human, but never once in all of his life did he ever break any of God's rules. He lived a sinless life. He never once messed up or blew it. That's what qualified him to be able to pay the price on the cross for the crimes that we committed. We sin, Jesus paid the price. We broke the law, Jesus died in our place. When he died on the cross, he shed his blood and it was his blood that paid for our forgiveness of sins. And that was the mercy that he demonstrated to us tonight. And anybody can access that. Anybody can access his mercy. The most incredible present or gift the world has ever received is found in the man, Jesus. And if you are going through this season feeling like your hope is on empty and you're just, maybe you're going from paycheck to paycheck, maybe you're just trying as hard as you can to have wishful thinking and it's just not panning out tonight, I would suggest you try a different source of hope. For weeks and months, our team has been planning this service tonight and all of the elements that go into this service. And the worship team did something really cool as we came up with this theme for Christmas this year, Hope is Here. The worship team was like, man, what, what if we just wrote a song? And so, yeah, 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 y'all come on up. I want you to think about this idea of hope. And the band is going to, to play a song that they wrote. It's an original song. You get to hear it tonight for the first time. But while you listen to this song and look at the words on the screen, will the words be on the screen? Words will be on the screen. I'd like you to do this. I'd like you to take an inventory of your life. Whether you're young or old, it doesn't matter. Every single person in here, every single person watching the live stream tonight, whether you're watching it from home or you're, you're traveling or you're in the overflow room, listen to the words of these songs, to the words of this song, and take an inventory of your life. Where is your hope? Where is your hope? Listen to this song.